Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I want to talk about my biggest fear as a parent. So the big question is this, how are parents like us who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about my biggest fear of being a parent. And my biggest fear... And I imagine a lot of dads, maybe a lot of moms, I imagine a lot of moms, not even maybe, is am I enough? Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to make enough money? Am I going to be smart enough? Am I going to be loving enough? So the fear isn't just one thing. It's am I enough of all of those things? Am I well-rounded enough to impact this person in a positive way? Am I healthy enough to sustain this thing we call life to always be around? And then the what-ifs. Because when we live in fear... Let me talk about fear for a little bit. Uh, the, I've, I've never mentioned this on the podcast, but I'll mention it now. Uh, I, I am by trade a life coach you know like I don't know jack about parenting but I know a little bit about people and we're all made up of the same stuff we all have the same emotions we all have the same challenges we all live in a place of fear and those people who are successful and however they define success or however you define success they all had the same fears the difference is they kept moving forward through their fears despite having them and I, if I were to say define fear as you're listening and, and I'm going to say it to you the listener and I'm going to give you a moment to think about it I say hey what's the definition of fear and anybody who's ever really looked at fear or heard it talk around fear a lot of people will say false evidence appearing real and that is just an acronym that somebody came up with that is very clever, but it's not the definition of fear. And when I speak to clients in, in part of a presentation I use when I, I speak live, I will say to people, let's, let's think about fear here for a second. If you were to have fear in your life, is fear, is it something that happened in the past? Is it something that happens presently or is fear based in the future? And people will raise their hands and right now you have an answer. And I want you out loud and you could be in your car, if you're at the office, say it under your breath. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, answer that for yourself. Is, is fear in the past? Is fear something that's presently happening or is fear based in the future? 
and everybody's gonna have a slightly different answer or variation and then I want you to think why now I'm gonna answer for all three the thought process for all of them and the first one is it, it, well it's in the past because something happened to me in my past let's say I don't like heights because one time I fell from something and the whole reason I have this fear is because a past event allows me to recall that previous event and therefore I have fear around that then there's some people will say listen fear is in the present because as you're feeling it when it comes up for you that's happening and that emotion is happening for you now and then some people will say well fear um, you know is is in the future and there's a various uh, number of reasons. So let's just go to the dictionary. And if anybody has a dictionary or ta -da 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 -da, tapping away at a computer right now while you're listening is, you can just type in define fear. And what's gonna pop up, uh, up for you when you define fear, it is going to say fear is the anticipation of pain. Ah, what does that mean? If we are to anticipate something, it is something that is happening in the future. Like it hasn't even happened yet. So fear, if it's in the future and the future hasn't happened yet, fear doesn't even actually exist. Because we're anticipating. So the people who said the past, well, you know, I fell off a building and I'm scared of heights. Well, you're not scared of heights. You're scared of potentially falling from something again. If you had my biggest fear was not being enough for my child because, or my children. Why? Because my children, I, I didn't have a father. And I anticipate because of my past experience, I may duplicate that again with my own children. Somehow I wouldn't show up for them the way my father didn't show up for me. And that was my fear is that I might not be good enough for them. But that's not something I'm feeling now. It's not because of my past. It's something that's happening in the future. I'm not gonna be good enough. Let me tell you something about your kids. Your kids love you unconditionally. They adore you. What they need from you is comfort. They would like a little bit of confidence in the things that you're doing so that they feel secure. And parenting is a learnable skill. And again, in a, a previous episode of this, I talk about Google it. If you don't know, Google it. Straight up go to YouTube. Find out someone who's done something and don't just Google one person because anybody could put anything out there. But if you start seeing a pattern of people saying the same things, if you're listening to this parenting podcast, and I'm going to share something that somebody said to me, something about, you know, um, something faith-based. They're like, listen, don't take my word for it. Go to the Bible and interpret it yourself. So, I, you know, as I tell you my experiences... I'm never going to be someone who is so egotistical to say, man, this is the way it is. This is the end all be all. I'm going to tell you to continue to 
research these things. And if what I say makes sense and works for you, fantastic. But not everything I will say will work for you. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I come from a perspective of my own experiences. And my experiences as a child and an adult are different than yours. So some things may resonate and some things may not. But I'll tell you, these are the things that have worked for me. And I'm happy with the results thus far with my children. So let's get back to this fear. Fear. There's two words that really hinder people in the English language when they put them together. Usually when you put these two words together, what comes after it is not so good. People live in a world of what if. And that's a fear-based word. Because it's the anticipation of something going wrong, typically. But what if I'm not good at it? What if I'm not enough? What if I do that and the baby gets hurt? What if I do that and my kids turn out a certain way? And all of these things, fear stagnates and puts people into a state of almost like a coma where they can't do anything. And all these fears stop us from actually being present and current and pouring into our children when all they want is to be loved, comforted. And I can tell you this, you should be able to be confident in feeding your child, bathing your child, playing with your child. And I, I, I did this again in the Google episode. Go and Google it. What do I do with a one-month-old to stimulate it? What do I do with a 16-month-old to stimulate? What do I do with a 7-year-old? What activities can I do with a 7-year-old that are fun? And if you've got no clue, there's a million people on Pinterest who have done certain things. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't go on there and be like, oh my God, these things are amazing. I can't do that. Kids don't care. I draw with my son all the time. I suck at drawing. But guess what? He's really good at it. And he enjoys it. Guess what? Another thing I am horrible at. I didn't play these as a kid. We had no money. And I and when, when I went to a friend's house, I just wasn't interested. Video games. I suck at it. Every time I get on my son's video game system, he kicks my butt. And he enjoys it. <laughs> Daddy, you're not very good at this. I said, you're right. I'm not. But are we having fun together? He's like, yeah. Good. That's all I care about. So whatever they want to do, but sometimes we need to be creative with them. My son the other day comes to me and says, Dad, I want to make a bow and arrow. Because one of the video games he plays, the guy has a bow and arrow. We went outside and saw a branch off a tree and tied a rope to it. And he had this cool bow. And he's like, Dad, this is the most awesome bow in the world. And I was like, you like it? He's like, yeah, can we make some arrows? We made some arrows. The funny thing about the arrows are I got some thinner things and, and, and we have an electric pencil sharpener and they like they fit right in there perfect with the electric pencil sharpener and we sharpen his arrows. You know, kids are simple. We complicate what it is that they need. So don't be fearful of trying something new with your kids. Don't be Oh, what if I don't make the best bow and arrow? I could have been there. I, I didn't have a dad. I did not create bow and arrows. I created a bow and arrow the same way my own imagination did when I was his age. I cut something off a tree and I tied a string to it. 
And it was good enough for me when I was seven. And it was awesome for him. And I have to, and you have to remember that their imagination is going to run wild. And anything, anything, a bow for him in that moment, whether it looked cool or plastic, didn't matter. He just wanted a bow. And we think we need to give them the perfect bow. He wanted to make a sword and shield. I have a friend who does some woodworking. Man, the other day, we, we went and made the, the, the sword and shield. It looks phenomenal. Me and my friend wanted to make it a little bit better. We wanted to paint it. We wanted to do this. He's like, no, I like it just the way it is. And the other day, he's playing with his friends, and he's got a couple other swords. And he says, Dad, this is my favorite sword. Nobody's allowed to use this sword, the one that we made. And to me, and he plays with it every single day, mind you, for the last two months. He loves this thing. It's super cool that we made it. Is it a pretty cool sword? Absolutely. Is it, is it better than the store-bought stuff? I think so. But if you look at it, you know, his friend may have a really cool plastic one. But look at it and be like, oh man, that's a beat up old wooden one. But to him, he made it. Which makes it that much more special. And we had a blast making it. But here's the thing. It didn't need to be perfect. As a matter of fact, a few things have broken on it. The tip is all dulled out now because he's whacked it against so many things. It's a worn sword. But it's his and he made it and he's proud of that. Just like he is that bow. And trust me, if you saw this bow, you'd be like, that's it. Every time he goes down to the garage and he walks out the garage, he looks at it. He's like, should I play with my bow? You play with what you want to. But he sees it and it's something he's proud of. Don't live in fear. Our kids are so simple. Don't complicate it. Don't go out there and buy them a bunch of stuff that you think is going to make you a better parent or to mask your own fears. Kids spell love one way. And it's T-I-M-E. Spend time with them. And you will be rewarded time and time again. And don't let your fears stop you from spending time. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.